took place in a very silly place called Helm, oh. where, where people were so, so smart, too smart for their own good. Now, there was a trickster. This guy said, I can rip off the people of Helm and get really, really rich doing that. And the people of Helm, of course, said, you can't rip us off. We're so wise. We're so smart. So this trickster, who wasn't from Helm, he bought a cow. And he had a few gold coins. So he takes the gold coins and he puts the gold coins into the, the backside, the tochus of the cow. And he does it right before the wise men, the elders of Helm are walking by. And he feeds the cow lots of cholent and kugel. And the elders are walking by and they hear the flutz, the fart, and out comes... The cow is relieving himself, and out comes a gold coin. And they're like, it made like a little cling when it came out. And the wise man of Helm says, I don't think I'm seeing something real. This cow is actually pooping gold? And the man said, oh, you weren't supposed to see it. That's my secret. Could you please promise you won't tell anybody that my cow poops gold? This is a secret. And they're like, of course we'll respect your secret. But then the cow lets out a little bit more of his poop. And you know what comes out? Another piece of gold. And the elder wise men of Helm said, Whoa, whoa, we can't keep this secret. This is the greatest wonder in the world. A cow that poops gold. And he said, Oh, man, you've seen nothing yet. It just keeps going. And going and going. And I don't even know what to do with all this gold, but I don't want anybody to know about it because then somebody might steal my cow. And the wise men of Helm said, whoa, 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 wait. This is for real. We saw it not once, not twice, but three times already. Every time this cow releases some poop, out comes gold. So they said... We need to buy this cow. We must buy this cow. And he says, well, I'm not selling it. Why would I sell you a cow that poops gold? They said, well, we need your cow. So he says, okay, fine. How much are you willing to pay? They said, $10,000. A cow usually is $1,000. We give you $10,000. And he laughs at them and says, guys, please never come back again. You're embarrassing me and my cow. We'll give you $100,000. Go away. I don't want your money. I don't need your money. I have a cow that produces money. How about a, a half a million? You kidding? A half a million? Go away. If you make one more offer, I'm just going to move out of town because I don't like when people embarrass me and my cow. And I really want to stay in Helm. They offered him $10 million. And he said, you know what? Fine. Since you guys really, 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 really want it, we'll give it to you. $10 million. Now, the people of Helm did not have a lot of money, but they knew that it was worth investing in a good investment so that they make, so they can get rich. Uh, and everyone in, the, everyone in the town pulled together enough money to buy the cow. They brought the cow to the shul, to the courtyard in front of the shul, and they served the cow all the food that was ready for the Kiddush on Shabbos. It was Friday afternoon. They gave him everything, and the cow ate and ate and ate and ate. 
And now they stood there waiting. When is he finally going to go to the bathroom so that we can collect our gold? And they waited and waited quietly. And suddenly they heard the most beautiful sound in the world. The flatulation of the cow. And out came the first delivery. And, but they were shocked. It was just poop. Where is the gold? Like, okay, maybe, maybe it's the second round. Second round, no, no gold. Third round, no gold. They waited 24 hours, and the cow kept eating the chaunt, but no gold. And the people of Helm realized what the guy did. He must have cheated them. He ripped them off. He did not give them the cow that poops gold. And they wanted a refund. They were embarrassed by what happened to them. So they went marching all together to the man's house, screaming, we want a refund. We want a refund. Give us a refund. Now, this trickster realized that he's going to get, he's in trouble because they're all coming and they're angry. So he tells his wife, I got this under control. Don't worry. Here, you see, we have two bunnies in our cage. I'm going to take one bunny, and you're going to take the other bunny. I'm going to escape through the back door, run into the woods. And when they come, tell them that bunny is going to call me to come back. And boy, they're going to be impressed. They're going to forget about how I ripped them off. Don't worry. I got You got this. So they come to the door. They're begging and saying, open up now. We need your husband. We need the trickster so we can get a refund. And she says, I'm sorry, he's not home. He hasn't been home in like a day. I don't know where he is. So he said, well, we're going to wait here. If we have to wait here a day, a week, or a month, or a year, we're going to wait here until he comes back because we want our refund. So she says, you know what, actually, you don't need to wait too long. And she takes the bunny out of her pocket and she says, magical bunny is really good at calling people. He, can, he, speaks, he speaks Polish, English, whatever language you want. You tell him what, he want, what you want, and he'll go, he'll go call him. So she says, Bunny, please go get my husband. He's deep in the woods. You could find him, right? And he's like, and, and she lets go of the bunny, and the bunny runs away into the woods. And 10 minutes later, sure enough, he comes walking, holding... A bunny. It was a different bunny because the bunny, first bunny escaped. Holding a bunny, and they thought it was the same bunny. They didn't know. And they're like, whoa, whoa, the bunny called you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, my wife does it all the time. This bunny is magical. This bunny can call people. And the people were like, whoa. It actually happened, and that's real, and we are impressed. We want to buy this. Because you know what? Every morning, the old shamash... He goes from door to door, knocking on the door, telling people to wake up, to daven, to come to shul. He's getting so old, he needs to retire. We can ask the bunny to go to everybody's house and tell them to come, just like it just worked, right? It worked. So the guy says, well, I'm not, this is my bunny, you know, there's only one in the whole world. I'm not selling it to you, and I'm sorry you heard about it. And they totally forgot about the first time they were ripped off. They're ready to get ripped off again. And they're like, if the guy doesn't want to sell it, obviously it's worth something. So they want to give him more and more money. Eventually they get to $10 million. Like, okay, fine, fine, I'll sell it to you. 
and they give him $10 million. And that night they called everybody to the shul. All people of Chelm have to come for the meeting. And the rule is, no more coming to shul until Bunny calls you. Tomorrow morning at the crack of dawn, we're going to tell Bunny, call everybody, and Bunny will come to everybody's door, every, climb into everybody's house, and wake you up for shul. And people were so excited about that. It was totally worth losing the first round, because at least this one, they knew work. They saw it with their own eyes. And they released the bunny in the morning, and the bunny runs into the woods and is never seen again. And now they want a refund. Not only they want a refund, they want to arrest this man until they get their money back. So they go marching towards his house. And they scream and shout, we want an arrest, we want an arrest. And he hears this trickster from the distance. He hears that they're coming for him. So he tells his wife, I got this under control, don't worry. We'll get another $10 million out of this deal too, don't worry. So she's like, really, what, am I, what should I do? She says, you lie down on the floor and make believe like you're dead, okay? She's like, okay, I'll do that. She lies down, doesn't move. They come to the door, banging on the door, saying, you're under arrest. And he's like, cool, okay, fine, I'll go with you. And they're like, okay, put your hands behind your back. And he's like, but, 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 but one thing, please, please, please. I want to say goodbye to my wife before I go to jail because I don't think I'll be able to say goodbye to her again because she just died. And they're like, we're not stupid. You're trying to get her out of being arrested. No, 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 really, just give me one minute to say goodbye to my wife. It's like, okay, fine, one minute, but don't try to sell us anything. And very quickly, he goes to his wife, who's on the floor, and he says, oh, it was such a wonderful life with you. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. We're going we're gonna to end up in... Oh, sir. But you know what? Actually, I don't want you to be dead because we need somebody to water the plants while I'm in jail. And he goes to his drawer and he takes out an egg and he says, my dead wife, you know what? I'm going to use this. I'm going to bring you back to, a, uh, to life. I forgot about it. I can do tchiyat team. I can bring the dead back to life. And they're looking at him and they're like, what? What is he going to do? And he takes the egg and he puts it on her nose, rubs it on her nose and says, wake up, wake up, wake up from the dead. And a minute later, she opens her eyes and she says, whoa, it really is annoying to be dead. I'm so happy to be alive again. Thank you for bringing me back to life from the dead. And they all look at that and they saw it for real. They knew it worked. She was dead. He said goodbye to her. And then he changed his mind and he brought her back to life with an egg, with this special egg. And they're like, if we can get that egg, we don't need medical insurance anymore. We don't need to eat healthy foods. We can... Stop eating our spinach and our kale and our broccoli. We don't eat anything healthy anymore because we'll just die. And then we'll come back alive with this magic egg. How much are you selling it for? He's like, selling it? I don't want to sell something like this. It's too precious. I'll never sell it to you. Like, come on, come on. If you sell it to us, we'll, we won't need doctors anymore. We'll stop brushing our teeth because nothing could go wrong because we'll just always come back alive. And he said, oh, fine, you really, really want it, I'll sell it to you. 
they sell it to him. They, they um, agree to pay $10 million for it. And they announce that day in the show, they say, no more health things, no more exercising. We are going to be the people who live forever. I mean, who die and come back to life and die and come back alive. And we'll, we don't have to take care of ourselves any longer. So, sure enough, they all start doing all these things to make themselves unhealthy. So excited to be able to use this magic egg. And the first person to get sick was the rabbi's wife. And nobody said to Hillam, nobody prayed. There was no Misha Berach praying that she should get better because they were looking forward to see the miracle, see this happen again. They knew it worked. They saw it with the trickster's wife. And she died. And they all celebrated. We're going to get to see the wonder of the egg. They put it on her mouth, but it didn't work. She stayed dead. And she stayed dead again. And nothing helped. And people kept dying. And the egg did not work. And now they realized they didn't get ripped off once and not twice, but three times. So this is the four. We're going to go back there. And not only we're not going to talk to him, we're going to take him, throw him right into a sack and throw him into the river so that, with weights so that he dies and could never rip us off again. So the people went back, went to his house. They had a sack ready. They come to the door. They bang on the door. And he opens the door and says, uh, what do you want? And they didn't talk to him. They threw him right in the sack and dragged him down to the river. But they got to the river. There was a problem. It was winter. The river was frozen. How are they going to throw him in the river? And they couldn't decide who's going to go get the axe to chop the ice so that they could throw him down to the water under the ice. Now, because they were Chalmites, they were from Chalm, instead of having one person go get the axe. They all went together to get the axe because they didn't want to bother deciding who's going to go. So they all went. And they left him in the sack. Of course, he couldn't get out because he the sack was sealed, was closed. And they all went to get the axe. Now the trickster is sitting in that sack, pretty uncomfortable and hoping that he doesn't die. And he hears on the bridge above the river a wagon passing. And this wagon, he knew, was an important one because he heard about eight horses pulling a wagon. So he screams up to the bridge. He's like, hey, hey, guy up on top of the bridge. I'm in the sack. And the, la- the local landowner, the Poritz, hears somebody screaming from the bottom of the river. He looks down and he sees a sack. There's no person. He's like, yeah, it's me. I'm in the sack. So the Poritz is like, and what do you want from me? What do you mean what do I want from you? These people in this town are crazy. They're Helmites. And the landowner is like, of course I know they're Helmites. They're the least intelligent people I've ever met. So he says from the sack, the trickster says, yeah, they have this tradition, this weird, weird tradition that everybody goes into this room and it's pitch dark and they take a crown and they throw the crown into the crowd. And on whoever's head the crown falls, they make him the king and they give them all, all their money. And I don't want their money. I hate money. So now, because I don't want to take their money, they put me in a sack and tied me up and they said they're going to leave me here until I agree to take all their money. So the parts is like, wait, wait. Do they know what you look like? Like, no, it was pitch dark. They put me in the sack in the dark because they're not allowed to see the person until he accepts the money. The part's like, well, I like money. I want the money. 
So he says, so why don't you switch places with me? You can go in the sack and you un- open up the sack. You go in, I'll close it up, and then you'll get the money. They'll open it up and give you all the money. And the part's like, okay, sure, that's a great, I love that idea. And the parts parks his, leaves his horse on top of the bridge, goes down, opens up the sack, frees the trickster, and the trickster, and puts the parts in, seals, ties the, uh, the knot on the bag, and he runs up to the top of the bridge and speeds off to freedom with eight horses dragging a wagon that was actually filled with lots of gold and silver. And now the trickster, boy, that trickster was successful a fourth time getting away. They come back to the river. And the people come with their axe. And the guy starts to scream, I want all your money now. And they're like, we already have all our money. It's $40 million you already took from us. No, 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 I, I promise. I was kidding before that I don't want your money. You never did. And they're like, like, just be quiet. We're not talking to you. They didn't realize it wasn't the trickster. They broke the ice and they dropped the guy under the ice until the bubbles, until they realized that he drowned. And then they went home, very poor, but hoping to live happily ever after. But a few years later, the trickster was like, curious how the losers, the people on Helm were doing. He wanted to come visit them and he came with his horse, with, the, with his eight horses and his beautiful wagon, wearing gold and silver and diamonds. Bling bling comes into the shul and says, hi guys, what's up, you remember me? And they're like, you? Yeah, of course we remember you. You killed us and you're dead. How are you here? Are you a ghost? He's like, ah, oh, my ghost. Touch me. Am I a ghost? You want to feel my gold Rolex? And they, they're like, no, 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 no. You must be a ghost. It's like, no, no, no. You have to explain. I have to explain to you what happened. You threw me under the ice. And there's a portal. As soon as you go under the ice in the winter, if you're, if you're, if you're thrown under there, a, this angel pulls you into this portal where there's diamonds and gold and you can take whatever you want and you come out on the other side, which is like 100 miles away. And that's what happened to me. And they're like, this guy is not lying because we know for a fact we threw him into the river and he died. So they said, you know what? We want that gold and silver diamond. We want to be rich like you. And that day, that winter day, they broke the ice and they all jumped into the river and went under the ice. And unfortunately, that's why, sadly, the people of Helm are not around today to add another section to this story. And wow, what do we learn from this story? Ooh, what do we learn from this story? So I think it's like, don't be naive or don't believe everything. Even sometimes we see things and there, there, there are some tricksters out there. We got to be careful from the tricksters.